naked men. <laughs> it's raining men. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I always you know, whip out the old 80s. Anyway, I'm Carl. <laughs> uh, I'm an alcoholic addict, all of the above. And my sobriety date is August 22nd, 2014. I'm Chelsea. I'm an alcoholic, and my sobriety date is February 19th, 2015. Hallelujah! <laughs> this is SoberPod. <laughs> SoberPod is a podcast about recovery that doesn't sound like a podcast about recovery. We are not professionals and do not speak for any recovery groups or organizations. And as always, we encourage you to listen in moderation. Hello, ex party people. What are you guys doing out there? What are you doing? Hey, get your hands off your hoo-ha, okay? We don't do that. <laughs> your hoo-ha. <laughs> I yeah. know there's naked men. We're talking about naked men, but... Yeah. Everybody saw the topic and they instantly just dropped their pants. Like, let's do this. Um, so uh, so we are, talking about, <laughs> we are talking about naked men today. Did you? We are. That was yeah. not just clickbait. It was kind of clickbait, but you know intentional but unintentional <laughs> uh so uh so what are we doing we're doing 300 we're reading from uh 366 fucking days sober i'm gonna emphasize the fucking there because chelsea didn't let me say effing last week and get away with it <laughs> so um so what this is is it's a it's a daily meditation book that we are currently writing it is not available just yet so it will be soon and you'll know it's available because we'll say it's fucking available but we're not saying that it's available right now so um but i am if you want you know what the update you know what the update where i'm where i'm at in writing it yes please tell i me. am i am at i believe july 27th so some progress since we last uh talked what was nice. I? Where was I before? July something, July fourth or something. I, I don't honestly know I don't remember. I don't remember either. So I've, I have written some, right? Which has been hard because, by the way, I did start a new job. So thank you. I know. Thank you all for congratulating me. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. I can Go hear. Carl, can hear. Star. Can, yeah. Oh, thanks. Uh, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, so we'll see how long this lasts. Hopefully, it's hopefully it lasts more than a year this time. So keep. Keep me in your thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Keep my job in your thoughts and prayers because uh, it's all about me. Okay. And then so so <laughs> what we're doing is uh, we're, we read from whatever day that we do the podcast. So today it's February 5th. Uh, and this one is about uh, a naked man. And uh, and we will read from that reading and then we will d- discuss it. So, um, so I think that's it. Oh. Uh, but please, by all means, go back to 2019 and listen to, uh, we did the 12 steps. We covered the 12 steps and that was all year long. So you can listen to at least, at the very least, four episodes per step uh, and, you know, go along as we all discussed uh, the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. And then Chelsea and I, this last year, uh, you can go back to, I don't know when it was, March of 2022, somewhere around there. And we started uh, doing the book Living Sober, pretty much the same format. We listened to the to a chapter on Living Sober, and then we uh, discussed that chapter. So that's going through the whole book, which is pretty awesome because there's a lot of topics in there. It was really, you know, uh, intense to a certain degree for newcomers. <laughs> I think that was neat. That was a really neat idea. Um, what else, Chelsea? What else have we got going on? Um, well, we have our Facebook group, our private group, SoberPod Live. Um, you can find us 
by going to facebook.com slash group slash soberpod. We've got Bang and Bod Phil there who does an exercise class, just a short one, (laughs) every Saturday Talking about naked men. (laughs) Yes. Just kidding. Phil's not naked, but... I mean, but if he did go naked, we <laughs> might he might get more people involved. That would be kind of cool, right? <laughs> um, and then also one of our members, uh, V, she hosts a Zoom meeting every Saturday um, at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. And that is the official meeting for SoberPod. And um, if you want information on how to join, just go to SoberPod.com and scroll down. You'll see a life ring, um, life preserver ring. I don't know what to call that thing. It's a life preserver. Okay. (laughs) It says SOS and um, it'll have the the meeting information there. We like it to mean SoberPod on Saturdays. Yes. Or sober on Saturdays. Sober way. on Saturdays. Yeah. Um, I still can't remember what it really stands for, but no, V told us at one point, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we are a part of the Fire Network, and I never remember what to say about it. So that's all you, Carl. Well, you know, I it seems like that there's not a lot of people listening, you know, to the Fire Network because you know we have a few people interested, but uh, but again. Uh, if you are a um, uh, you know a content creator in recovery, we want you to be a part of our network as well. I mean, maybe even vice versa. Who knows? So we want to you know have interactions with you, whether it be on our website, podcasts, or otherwise. Uh, you know, our, our members only section, whatever it is, we want to help you do what you do because the voodoo that you do that you do so well is <laughs> so awesome. So we really want to support you in doing what you do. Um, and we hopefully vice versa. I think that's the idea. Uh, that's part of a network, right? Yes. That, yeah, it's kind of part Sharing of Sharing is caring. Yeah. So if you want information on that, go to, um, friendsinrecoverycommunity.com or .org, sorry, friendsinrecoverycommunity.org. And you, down at the bottom of the page, there is a friends, uh, fire network link and you can, um, you can go see what this fire network is about there. Um, Anything else? Are we are we ready? Are we? Oh, there is a Spotify, uh, and I did look, by the way. So thank you for the reminder on the chat, Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> I looked through the last three episodes, and we do not have any people oh, commenting. Boo. Can you? You know? Can you? I mean, what in the Heishana? You know? Maybe um, I need to start commenting on things, although I don't necessarily want people to know my. Full name, so I'm gonna yeah, have to yeah. adjust that. But create something. Either yeah. way, um, so we've had we've had no interaction. So if you go to Spotify, if you listen on Spotify, you can under each episode we have the questions, and in in this week it will be the question: um, Have I followed the advice of someone that did did that did work out? Um, so, but last week we had uh, it was about family January 29th. It was when was the last time you asked someone in your family how their day went, right? Um, and nobody answered that. I guess we're <laughs> like, uh, I don't want to uh, admit that it's it's <laughs> yeah. been a couple of years. <laughs> and if it's been a couple of years, then it's been a couple of years. Just put it down there. I think it's interesting that you know we you know how varied you know some of our stuff mm-hmm. is. You know, so either way. Um, so yeah, so we haven't had anybody leave a message in a long time, 
Nobody's commented in a long time. You would think that we were doing terrible in terms of interacting with our people, um, but um, but you know we definitely interact when we're when people when people reach out. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So fuck them. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Go eat a dick. Eat a, eat a motherfucking eat, dick. Eat a motherfucking dick. Eat a bag of dicks. Eat a fucking eat a truckload of dicks. Just dick, 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 dick. Bag of uh, dicks is like my favorite. <laughs> like saying like go eat or go suck a bag of dicks is like one of my favorite yeah. punchlines of all time. <laughs> Why is that? Because it's just, just so the unexpected. The visual is yeah. so funny. <laughs> like imagine someone just getting a bag of dicks and then being like, well. Gotta start sucking somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So, uh, so you. And on that note. (laughs) All right. (laughs) We have have fallen down the rabbit hole. Okay. Here it is. Um, This is. Do you want to read it? Do you want me to read it? Uh, Flip for it. I did it last week. So you. Okay. That's that's how we'll do this then. Okay. uh, Are you ready then? I'm ready. Are you pumped? I'm pumped. Let the healing begin. Okay, here it is. This is for uh, from the 366 fucking days sober, uh, February 5th. Uh, here it is. Don't take fashion advice from a naked man. Uh, there will always be people ready to advise you on how to run your life. Your friends, your boss, your spouse, and even your children. When you go to meetings, people will love to volunteer their advice. And they totally do. Um, <laughs> you will have to be discerning. Be picky about who you take advice from. Do they have their shit together? Uh, Have they taken their own advice? Most of the time they haven't. People know the problem. They rarely know the solution, especially to your specific issue. That's why it is your responsibility to evaluate and weigh the pros and cons of every situation. Uh, So reflections for that is, have I followed the advice of someone that did work out? And that'll be in the question on this episode. Uh, If, and then daily challenge. If you can hear someone's problems today, try to listen and empathize with them. That's it. Don't give advice unless you are asked. Good advice, mm-hmm. huh? It is. <laughs> 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 I just throw it you out. You see what I did there? Good oh man. You're okay, like, so I'll just put it in a book <laughs> so it's not specific. Yeah, you but... could. You're reading it, man. It's up to you. And I mean, <laughs> and, and and that's. I guess probably a little bit of why I did that, right? Like why I wrote this, because it really is about, you know, it's about being discerning. Like some things don't apply to me, right? Right. Um, mm-hmm. you know, my, but my sponsor would always say um, stuff like, you know, don't take fashion advice from naked men. And, um, and, he, and, he, and, he, and he would say that in context, especially if we were, you know, talking about somebody who did give me advice, because I've gotten some real shitty advice over the years. You know, when I was having problems with my wife, this is where it comes from, uh, I would literally, um, uh, you know, I had, I had somebody give me advice of, of uh, basically just get a divorce, right? I, I literally, okay, cool. <laughs> I literally <laughs> met this dude. Maybe two or three times he'd heard me speak in meetings. Maybe two or three times, and then uh, and then of course uh, you know after a meeting, he is he's he's saying yeah yeah you know I had a lot of the same problems. Just get a divorce, right? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Could you? I I just part of that shit is just like what? Like you don't even first of all you don't fucking know me. But again, like what if I valued that person's opinion? You know what mm-hmm. if for whatever reason. 
You know, I thought that that person had, you know, I don't know, maybe I was naive. I don't know. Or maybe, maybe, maybe it's just that day or whatever. Like that, the way that that can send somebody, and especially without knowing somebody's circumstances, to be able to say that to somebody and not know their circumstances. Again, I have four kids. Anybody? You know, yeah. I got, you know, it's like, you're telling me that just because I'm having an issue with my wife that I should just, you know, and regardless of what it is, right? I've been with her for 20 years and now you're going to tell me just get a divorce. Like you're going to tell me to destroy like hearts and minds and, you know, future. You know what I mean? Like you're, I'm going to rattle some people's existence and realities, mm-hmm. you know, when you do that. You know, you're, inf- you're affecting way more than just yourself so it's such a selfish thing to say right well so, and maybe maybe he was just like that's his way of saying shut the fuck up carl like just get a divorce <laughs> no no because he had told me about his divorce oh, you know okay. and that so kind of he, stuff yeah yeah again and it's like again so so don't take fashion advice from a naked man because you know um you know it's not like he did the right thing right he's telling me to get a divorce because he wants to you know think that he did the right thing right Mm, you know what i mean it's that kind of a thing um so so you know i tell my sponsor about some of this stuff and and my sponsor's like yeah dude he's like he's like you know you got to consider the source you know you really got to you know don't take fashion advice from naked men really look you know before you take that advice get to know the source and where it's coming from be you know be discerning figure out what these people are really about and then let me give you another example, which is kind of the complete opposite. Um, I was, I would have problems, and I've talked about this on the podcast before. I would have problems with my wife, with my wife, um, <laughs> especially in that first year because I made it all about my wife and not who it should have been about, myself, right? <laughs> so, and then I, uh, I, I, so I go to meetings and I complain about my wife, and then, um, you know, one day this this dude that I did not respect, I did not um, think had any intelligence or um, I don't know, sanity. Uh, you know, I, I was just desperate for somebody to talk to. And, uh, and he gave me advice. He's like, yeah, just, you know what you should do? Just go buy her some flowers and just, just go home and just get oh, her some flowers. That, and that just, just, that always fixes it. Doesn't it? <laughs> well, flowers. in this case it did actually. Okay. Uh, but, but it was, let me just say it was this much because it was after a fight and it was me basically saying, sorry. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, because when you buy flowers, it's not like you can buy flowers and continue to argue. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah so, so he's like, he's like, just go buy flowers, say sorry and just whatever. Right. And just, you know, just go about your day. And it was just like, and I, and I just, when he said it, I was like, that's not going to fucking fix shit. Right. And I'm, I'm like, whatever, dude. And that was the thing. So on the way home, I'm driving by the li- uh, liquor store. <laughs> yeah, this is blue milk. I was driving by the grocery store. Well, that was the liquor store for me. I was driving by the grocery store. And um, and and I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'm going to go in and buy her flowers. Like that, you know, I'm, I'm just going to do that because I got nothing, you know. Yeah. And, and and basically, you know, it worked. And that was the thing. Is I didn't respect this dude's opinion. Didn't even really respect where he was coming from to begin with. But as I was driving past the grocery store, I stopped and got flowers. And then, and, and it may not have fixed the situation, but it alleviated, I think, the tension that was involved in that situation. You know what I mean? It, yeah. like, showed, like, you know, somebody has to give in first, right? You know? Right. So uh, two times where I've, like, you know, one where it's, like, Actually, the dude with the, from the divorce, 
I did look up to him a little bit. He had more time, you know. Mm-hmm. He had more going on, um, you know, that kind of a thing. But you know, I, I had to like run it by my sponsor to say, you know, what do you think of that, right? You know, and my sponsor again, don't don't take fashion advice from naked men. Um, and though, and I guess this is just kind of like one of those, you know, it's a caveat. It's something to say, like, look, you know, if you're going to meetings, if you're new to recovery, you're, you're going to run into this thing of, you know, t- taking fashion advice from naked men. There's there's tons of you know gurus out there. There's people more than willing to give you advice. Again, family, friends, and da da da. da. Um, but you know, it's you know, God gave you brains to think with right you know, put yeah. you in the situation so that you can do your best to discern what is right for you and you know and if you're taking somebody else's advice blindly without much consideration on your own part then you're really not you're not playing your part in your own recovery i think is the idea so um so chelsea um yes. have have you ever um how many people give you advice when in the early days? How many people like stepped up and just started offering advice? It's really hard to remember because that feels like a really long time ago, and it was all kind of a blur. And also, I was not completely open with the fact that I was sober with a lot of people. Um, but I will say, when I went to meetings and when I started getting a little more comfortable to where I actually stayed after the meeting, you know, just to like bullshit, I guess, and smoke cigarettes and whatnot. Um, people absolutely want to give you advice. Um, whether it's just like, Oh, keep coming back or it works if you work it or, you know, just, um, you know, one that I wrote down was like, no matter what, just don't, pick up a drink like just don't mm-hmm. drink you know and I that's one piece of advice that it's like well duh like no <laughs> shit literally I'm in a meeting for an wow. hour thanks <laughs> groundbreaking yeah. but but you know like that's that's a piece of advice that's solid valuable um but uh you know, there was, there's one person I'm thinking of and he was like a big book thumper and he wasn't super old. He's older than me, but, um, and we worked together. Was he around 51 per se? You know, 51 years old? No, no. No, I'd say he's not, (laughs) no. At the time he was probably in his like late thirties, early forties. Oh my God. He's so old. (laughs) Well, older than me, like shit, I was in my twenties. So, um, there was this piece of advice that he said, and, um, he would say it to clients, like when we were working at this rehab and, um, he would say like, before you get into a relationship, get a plant. And then if the plant's still alive after one year, then get a dog. And if you've kept the dog alive for another year, then you're ready to start dating. And, Mm -hmm. I get it. I think I've brought this up before, but that's not necessarily applicable to me. I was in a relationship living with my boyfriend and I already have a dog and I already have plants. Like I understand the, and the the boyfriend is still alive. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, it's, um, 
I understand the purpose of it, like with people who maybe are single and not in that situation, but that's not applicable to me. Mm-hmm. So am I going to just turn my whole life upside down because this is what this person says I need to do in order to stay sober? I don't think that's realistic. Yeah. And so that was one thing I said, okay, well, I understand the concept, but that's not what will work in my situation. And so it it is what you said. You have to really be careful with who, who you allow to influence you. Because if you think about it, one person's advice, like say you're at a meeting and someone gives you advice, there is going to likely be another person at, in that meeting with the exact opposite advice mm-hmm. to give you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're really, I think, struggling with something and don't know, I think it's wise to run it by your sponsor. But at the same time, your sponsor is a human with opinions, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you really just have to you have to be aware that these aren't gods. These aren't like, you know, your answer to everything. There's a reason you have free will and a brain to, like you said, discern between, eh, I don't know about this. And yeah, that might be really good. So. Yeah, I think um, you, you, two points that are really, really cool. It's like one is like, you know, advice thrown out in a blanket statements don't necessarily always fit. So make sure that you're checking your head on that stuff. And then the other thing you just said, which is like the sponsor stuff, right? You know, mm-hmm. I, God bless my sponsor. I know that he he you know he's passed and everything, but I think he would he he would say um uh you know this one it's like he didn't know everything right you know he yeah. definitely said some things that were like I mean I literally like get off the phone with him and I'd be like fuck that because <laughs> you know? like, and we have this thing you know we 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 tend to put these people on pedestals to a certain degree mm-hmm. because they again they have like you know longer you know uh, sobriety than we do. Uh, they've been, uh, you know, doing this longer. They have more experience, et cetera. And we tend to take what they say, especially because, you know, if you're working, you know, in that relationship building and, you know, you're, um, you know, you're confessing all these other things about yourself, that person knows you probably more than anybody else in the world. Uh, and then, you know, so that's the thing is you still have to, no matter what, really look at from where they're coming from too. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, my sponsor didn't have children, you know, um, yeah. but it, it, and and that was you know kind of the thing is he he um he could understand to a certain degree but he couldn't really understand to a certain degree <laughs> yeah know? so like there is only probably a... he could probably empathize but yeah but yeah. you know he could never be put in your shoes so exactly so when it came to advice along those lines sometimes you know uh, i had to default somewhere else and that was what i learned about that stuff is like you know um uh you know uh, it, it not one person always has the answer. Sometimes you got to go searching for it in a whole different way, you know. Mm-hmm. And again, from professionals, you know, uh, that's another aspect that we that we, um, you know, and even professionals. It's funny, professionals never give you advice. Why is that? You know, <laughs> like they, you know what I mean? I mean, I guess they kind of do sometimes, but they really, it, it's very safe, tried and true you know, advice, right? You know, mm-hmm. so even my therapist is like, when he gives me a, like something that's like very specific to do, it's like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock, you know, but if I could do that every <laughs> fucking time I would, but you know, um, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, it's basic yeah. information. That's like, you know, oh yeah, tie your shoes. If you're going to put your shoe on. Oh, thanks. <laughs> you know? So, 
So that kind of stuff. So then, uh, what what advice have you ever um, taken from somebody that you did follow? Um, you know, like the, within the question it says, you know, have I followed the advice of someone that did work out? Like, so is there, um, is there somebody like whether it be you know your your mother, your you know whatever uh, family member, friend, uh, you know, again counselors, those types of things. Uh, anybody's advice that you did take that did work out? I have a few things written down, but I think one thing that was really beneficial for me was something my sponsor told me, you know, in that first year I was dealing with a bunch of changes and, um, feeling sort of out of control and wanting to control everything. Right. I'm kind of Mm. a control freak. No, no, (laughs) unheard of. Right. In, in our population, a recovering Mm. alcoholic has a control problem. Tell me more. (laughs) (laughs) But the simplest thing, you know, goes back to kind of the serenity prayer. It's focus on what you can control. You know, Mm. um, anytime I'd sit down and talk to her, bitch to her, um, be frustrated, you know, wanting something to go my way. And it, never would because there are a bunch of variables that are out of my control and she said if you can't control it stop trying to you know focus on the things you can control which are your actions first word out of my mouth would have been but (laughs) 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 but because i always like you know what i mean like oh but 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 there's more that i think that i can do don't you understand yeah. you know? and that's yeah. that's another fault of mine is i always feel like there is something more that i can do um yeah. to influence a situation so uh that was a good piece of advice that i uh still struggle to practice but um it did work out when i stopped trying for example i would want to control how my boyfriend behaved in that he I wanted him to stop drinking, right? Mm. Because it was affecting me and because I felt like it would be better for him to stop. And she was kind of like, yeah, that's not how that works. Like, (laughs) yeah, like you can't stop other people from doing what they want to do. And the moment that I stopped trying and just focused on the things that I can do and like focusing on me and not drinking, then shit started to fall into place and Mm -hmm. um, I was kind of leading by example and eventually he made a decision for himself to not drink um, which was great but um, me trying to control him was going to do the exact opposite like he was just going to you know be defiant and and push me away and whatnot so that was that worked out Um, One thing that someone told me, just to kind of pivot, because I have this written down, advice that um, didn't work out was, again, from the same dude who's like a big big book thumper. He's like, Mm -hmm. taking medication is just substituting one addiction for another. Medication. Yes, medication. (laughs) And I was like... Thanks, doctor. Yeah, exactly. Doctor um, in the AA meeting. Mm-hmm. And and I never really uh, agreed with that. In fact, I was like, I know I am fucked up mentally. Like, I need some help, especially like, you know, coming off of a sedative like alcohol, 
mm-hmm. that numbed me. Depressing. Like, yeah, yep. exactly. Like I'm mm-hmm. going to be anxious as shit. Like I'm going to have to kind of get back balanced, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say that. Um, you know, and medication can help me get there. And um, then to follow up with that, like advice that worked out with regard to medication is medication's a tool, not a substitution for meetings and therapy. Mm-hmm. You know, that was huge for me because a pill is not going to fix everything much like alcohol didn't fix everything. Meetings didn't fix everything. You have to really find what works for you. Yeah. And yeah. in my case, medication helped. So that was, it, I think the same thing for me where it was like, um, again, I had to start eating right. I had to start getting plenty of sleep. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I had to get exercise. You know, these three things alone were, you know, I wasn't doing any of that. But uh, but mm-hmm. a doctor is so willing to throw a pill at me, right, you know, mm-hmm. to, to fix that. You know, but again, when I started doing those three things and started to address the real issues, the core issues of what was troubling me, like the emotional sobriety, when I started to address those things, that's when I really started to uh, align better. Right. I guess mm-hmm. I don't, if that had more balance, I guess, <laughs> you know, yeah. so totally. And that's the kind of stuff, you know, um, and I honestly, you know, I was taking uh, a medication for nerve pain. Right. When I got sober. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I wasn't taking that medication, I found out that that's one of the medications they use for people who detox. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, oh, so that probably helped me detox even a little bit better, you know, just because I had it. So it probably allowed me, you know, a little bit more grace. But I, and it was just a by you know byproduct of being on it you know and mm-hmm. at that time being sober or getting sober yeah. so yeah very but that's different. what worked yeah. for you you know yeah, so, yeah yeah so and I know that like the medication thing was kind of you know you you haven't wanted medication at least that's kind of what I've gathered you know mm-hmm. um, but again and, uh, sorry to interrupt sorry to, no you're I'm totally good. interrupting I feel now I feel terrible I've totally interrupted. <laughs> No, so, I was like, gonna say, I, <laughs> <laughs> Carl, you go ahead with what you're gonna say. I was okay. The two dudes that uh, are the same dude or is was it one dude? One dude. One dude. So one dude has all uh, this great advice. He doesn't sound like a good advice giver at all. <laughs> so did you know anything about his background? Did he was he on medications at all? Was like had he ever tried it? Did he ever go through those experiences? Did, did you know any of that stuff about him? All I knew was that he was sober. That's it. <laughs> that was it. And, and he was he, a, he was a long time. timer. And he was a yeah. long timer. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's just fucking ridiculous sometimes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> anyway, so go ahead. Say say what you're gonna say. Sorry. Um. Oh, just you know, like I guess I was just going to reinforce the point that while medication was not necessarily what you felt like was right for you. I felt like was right for me. Yeah, Neither of those options are wrong, but you're going to have people give you advice in both directions. So um, like if someone came to me and asked advice about medication, then I would say, you know, that's something for you and your doctor to sort out. It helped me, but that that's what worked for me. And I don't know what will work for you. Yeah. And if somebody is trying to dictate those things to you, in in like the, like that dude the the thumper, mm-hmm. uh, you know that, that's an, that's a real issue. You know that's a real problem because that again 
not knowing your circumstances, not knowing really anything about you at all. And I'm sure that dude doesn't have, you know, his doctorate, you know, so, no. you know, <laughs> yeah, so but, you know, um, but in the times that I sought advice, that's the other thing I, I did it like, for instance, um, I, uh, uh, early in recovery, and this was hard for me because I was this dude that like, you know, I got sober because I could no longer really manage my, my, you know, my my money basically or my, my affairs in that way like I uh, my freelance my work and all this other stuff I had really felt just kind of overwhelmed by all that and I really felt like if I got sober I could go and um, start my own business again that I could do that safely mm. without you know having to get shit faced and so the uh, <laughs> because that's just kind of what resulted so um so here it was. I was. Uh, I remember I got offered this job, and at one point I was offered um, about fifteen thousand uh, dollars for this project, and it, would, it was going to take me about two months, and um, and that's what I estimated for it. And it's going to have some outside costs or whatever, but still, it was fifteen k, and it was pretty good money. And um, and I didn't know what to do. Basically, I had I, uh, but I I called my. Um, the sponsor, he wasn't available. My first sponsor at the time, he was just not available. And I was really seeking advice too, right? Um, and I don't even know why I was calling him. It's not like he knew anything about <laughs> my shit, like my work or whatever. But I just needed outside counsel, you know? Yeah. And um, and then so, and then here's the thing. Um, I had, uh, I had, my wife had said something earlier in the week that I didn't really get. And um, she had said something like along the lines of like, uh, and I totally ignored it, and it, but it hit me on the way to work. And that's kind of why this whole thing came up. Uh, she had said, uh, since I got the estimate, since I started doing the estimate, I hadn't paid attention to anybody in my family. I literally mm. disappeared and just, you know, so, and then she said this and I just like blew it off and then whatever. And then, um, and then so... On the way to work, that kind of replayed in my head, and I was like, "Oh shit! Like, what does she mean that like, like, I, like you know what I mean? Isolated I, and I started and to isolate, use, yeah, and it started like almost workaholism, right? So then, so then I couldn't get a hold of my sponsor, so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna call my wife and ask her, like, should I take this work? I know I'm I'm feeling weird about it because of she because of the, what she had said. So I'm just gonna call my wife and ask her, right? What did you mm-hmm. what did you mean by, you know? Um, like, you know, I've been gotten distant and isolating and this kind of stuff. She goes, well, there's, she goes, to be honest, I, so I get a hold of my wife. She goes, to be honest, you, um, you do one of two things, right? You, uh, you will, you will take the work and if it frustrates you, uh, you'll end up drinking, right? Mm-hmm. So like, you know, you, cause you'll be burning yourself out trying to get this stuff done. And then, um, and then the other side of that coin is, uh, you'll get through it maybe quickly maybe you'll do it in like less than a month and and then you'll get uh super uh um excited and then you'll celebrate by drinking Mm. she goes she goes really she goes really at any rate uh, if you take this work you'll be drinking and Mm. she goes is it really worth it and i was just like holy shit and i was like jaw dropping yeah and i'm like oh fuck she's absolutely right like this is this is my pattern this is my behavior this is what i do and it's it's it it completely like and I was like so what again I sought advice from my wife who on a positive note I did not take the job because it would have impacted my sobriety and I had to ask myself what is my sobriety worth way more than fifteen thousand mm-hmm. um, dollars and then it was from somebody who knew me 
really well, who knew yeah. my drinking patterns really well. It had been three months, right? And she said, why don't you wait another three months before you take on any more freelance? By the way, it went another year before I took on any freelance whatsoever. So I actually extended that out to all of you because that was a huge issue for me. If I couldn't take it and manage it well and do what I was supposed to be doing, I shouldn't be taking it at all. Right. Mm -hmm. So I had to, I had to make those decisions, but that it was somebody that I trusted, somebody that loved me, somebody that cared about me, had my best interest in mind. And I was able to see exactly the problem that she spelled out in myself. Total easy decision to make. And it, and it, and it worked out completely. Right. Really helped me to see my my real issues and my real problems. So, you know, as related to that stuff. And that's someone who's not even like in recovery. Like that's just someone who knows you and your behavior. And that's just as valuable as like a sponsor. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, consider your sources, you know, kind of what we've been repeating this whole episode. But I think that's a great example. So. Don't take fashion advice from naked men means <laughs> like, you know, if they haven't done it themselves, right? If they're not experienced in in the situation, right? Don't don't try their ideas. You know, you're not a you're not a guinea pig for somebody else's, you know, ideas, right? You you know, um and again, it's your responsibility to to um to not uh get fucked in the ass by naked men. <laughs> <laughs> but also I would I would piggyback on that and just say if it's someone giving advice who does not follow their own advice mm-hmm. that's a red flag as well. Yeah. Um, but you got to learn how to discern that. You got to learn mm-hmm. to question that stuff and you know watch that person. You know if it's not something you need to do immediately then you know pause, you know look at this. Yeah. Get other people's opinions too, you know. What what would be like I mean maybe this is just beating a dead horse, but what would you tell someone who just got sober? Chelsea, I'm sorry to say, but you can't beat off a dead horse. Did you say (laughs) off? No, (laughs) I don't think so. I'm kidding. (laughs) Jesus. Oh, that escalated quickly. Um, But someone who's just getting sober, they're going to have, you know, those quintessential people at the meeting who want, who freely give as much advice as they want to, whether you want it. Um, what would what would you say to someone who maybe is like I don't know who I would even pick for a sponsor like I don't know what advice to follow because I'm hearing different things you know do you have any advice for people in that situation Yeah you know I I read this book um um I read two books uh on the subject which is uh uh <clears throat> sorry one was from um God, who is it now? Who's who's the comedian again? Uh, who also wrote the twelve step book recovery? Uh, oh, uh, Russell Brand. Russell Brand. So Russell Brand also has a book called Mentor, uh, and so he really talks about uh, you know seeking people in mentorship, right? Trying to get mentors and and um, and really asking people again. It, you know, they talk about in in AA. You know, look for something that somebody has that you want, right? Like, so if they have what you want, then ask them to be a sponsor. But you don't necessarily need to do that. Right. You know, um, you know, for instance, um, you know, in, in my case with freelance work and those types of things, like I uh, I would listen to somebody talk in a meeting and I would hear somebody who has some similar circumstances or maybe they're successful in their business. Maybe they've been in recovery for, you know, 20 years and uh, 
and they they do a really good job you know with their own business so i will engage with them to talk to them about how i can be better in my business or when it comes to children you know if i hear somebody talking about their children going through some similar experience or had gone through some similar experience so that's why you get phone numbers that's why you get a plenty of phone numbers you know mm-hmm. um you know it's so i think that's the thing is you can look for people in specific areas uh again the books right another book i read was called mastery uh by robert green and mastery really discusses all those same things too it's like really looking for you know people who are doing what you want to do how you can see yourself in those situations um and, and and trying to trying to develop those relationships in order and to be very clear about it hey look and i was you know i i um uh, my first sponsor, he was not married. He didn't have any children. And he would tell me straight out, I am not married. I don't have any children. So, like, look for a dude that has, who's married and see, you know, if he has a good relationship with his wife and that's what you want, ask him, right? Mm-hmm. Don't go asking the dude that has, you know, uh, six divorces, ask him how to, how to, <laughs> how to remain married. You know what yeah. I mean? That's uh-huh. just not it. You don't do that. So, uh, so that was the thing for me is like, not only am I, seeking advice from people that I know personally and that I've paid attention to, but also when it comes to those books like Russell Brand, Robert Greene, and to seek those things out so that you understand, like, you know, how that stuff can work for you better. It's, it can, it's professional advice at that point. It's it's in print, right? It's something mm-hmm. that, like, people have taken the time to, to etch out and provide. So So take advantage of those things, too. Not just, don't just look in the rooms of AA, right? Because... Yeah. It can be very limiting, you know, to mm-hmm. to what is actually going on in the world and with you, you know. Yeah. And sometimes you're smarter than that. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, my advice, you know, if someone were in that situation um, is what was appealing to me. <laughs> That's funny. I was going to give advice. Isn't this all about like whatever? Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's our podcast, damn. You could turn it off if you want, you know what I mean? Like, you know, people don't have to listen to it. So just say Yeah, exactly. Okay. okay. So what worked for me was I looked for the people who were humble, you know, and weren't necessarily saying like, you know, you should do this or you should do that. It was more so like this is what worked for me and I'm putting it out there. And it, you know, they weren't trying to preach or, you know, shove something down my throat. It was the people who were confident in, you know, this worked for me. So fuck mm-hmm. whatever and what anyone else says. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to take my advice. Those were the people that really I felt were more level headed and would be more tactful with how they helped me. Um, like my first sponsor, she never really, she didn't speak a lot in meetings, but when she did, I was just like captivated. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, she was just speaking from her experience only and not anything else. And, and that's, that was what I needed to see is like, okay, this person's focused on her and not everyone else in the room. Yeah. So, and especially if they're speaking from the I, right. mm -hmm. You know, not from the you. You know, when when I hear you, I'm like, fuck you too. Right. But when I, you know, when I hear I, it, you know, it's, it means it's personal. Right. And it means it's yeah. coming from a different point. And, uh, you know, speaking from the I is, is the, the best way to be in terms of trying to relate to other people as well. So, yeah, definitely, uh, um, you know, what I look for as well. All right. 
ex-party people, we're fucking done. We done. Out this the bitch. fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so tune in next week. What is what is next week? What is next, next week? Next week would be the eleventh, right? The eleventh or the twelfth? Oh, One of those days. Me. You tell me. Um, look, look it up here for a second. So, um, I'm, I'm going to look it up. Hold on a second. Uh, so next Sunday would be the twelfth. Ready? Mm-hmm. Ooh, look, it's going to be Valentine's weekend coming up. Ooh, are you doing ooh. anything for Valentine's? You know, ooh. Uh, um, I think I have to work. I'm not, I don't know. I don't. Ooh, dude, this is going to be a this is going to be a fucking doozy. Ready? Oh no. I'm going to read this one just in case. Ready? Okay. <laughs> okay, it's February twelfth. Says some people walk in nature, others walk along the pews. Ooh, look at me getting mm. all fucking literary and shit. Some people walk in nature, others walk along the pews. Some sit for hours, and others take a knee every morning. Prayer can take many forms. We all worship differently. Even people that sit side by side in a church have a different understanding of a higher power. Not a mm-hmm. single one of us has the same relationship with the divine. Uh, the prayers prayed under covers need no kneeling. It is a song lyric from the from an eighties band. Do you know it? Do you know who this? Yeah, I bet you don't. Uh, so <laughs> if you understand what it means to be scared and pray for safety, you know the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea here is simple. Try prayer if you are in in pain and at the end of your rope, whatever form that takes for you. Uh, and after the crisis has passed, try it again. You might be surprised how this impacts your outlook. Reflections. Do you believe in God? Fucking big question right there, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you believe in a higher power? Do you act like it, or are you still directing the universe? Come on, Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> if you Play don't have, God, huh? <laughs> if you don't have a concept of a higher power, what can you use? Daily challenge: define your higher power. Sit down and write a paragraph about the qualities of your higher power and keep it simple. Fuck. That could be a really good episode. Yeah, it could. You know what's but funny? We'll fuck it up. Don't worry. <laughs> Was there any swearing in that one? Oh, I don't know. Let me look. No. I don't see any. Nope. Well, good. God would be pleased. Look at that. I got, you know, um, I don't, maybe I should just throw in a fuck word here, here or there. Just, just to, no, nah, you know, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it's probably one of those moments. I mean, look at the way I opened that one. Like, I mm-hmm. love the way it opens too. Some people, yeah. You know, I was just, uh, before this episode, I was just looking through my little notebook I had when I was going through the steps, um, and it it listed the qualities of my higher power. Is that mm. part of the steps, or is that just something my sponsor did? Uh, that that is That can be part of the steps in terms of, because, you know, we want to define, um, like, especially, uh, um, you know, step two and three, right? We want to mm-hmm. define... Uh, our higher power and it's really uh, like because w- w- we name the power right so mm-hmm. I say you know I have a new employer I have a creator or I have the father or I have like you know whatever so however we're trying to define that stuff it's nice to know what are the qualities um, mm. uh, you know so uh, you know for myself it's like w- I have a new employer what is what does that employer do well the employer he directs my you know thinking he outlines my day he ensures that I have, you know, the tools that I need in order to do my job. You know, 
a new employer, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so, so, and I like that idea of a new employer versus father, right? Because mm-hmm. father for me is, you know, he's an asshole, he's overbearing, he fucking beats <laughs> me, you know what I mean? He's a drunk. You know, why would I want a father? You know what I mean? So, so I think it, when we do that, those qualities of like, you know, loving, caring, nurturing, and, you know, all those other types of things, um, it really helps us to, uh, uh, to have that inner, you know, um, interdirectional beacon, right? Like that's, mm-hmm. that's what that does. So that's, I don't know if it's part of the steps necessarily, but it does ask you in the steps to really define it, mm-hmm. uh, define your higher power. So that kind of a thing. So that mm-hmm. would be part of defining it. Nice. So, yeah. Um, so Chelsea, um, that I think next week will be awesome. I think I'll be, I look forward to that, especially. So that would be next Sunday, February 12th. If you're so interested in, in, and by the way, if you're interested in answering that goddamn question ahead of time, so it can be <laughs> in the episode, by yeah. all fucking means, go to silverpod.com, go down to, there's a button uh, called leave a voice message. There's a title that says, want to leave us a voice message. So it'll give you a minute to like, you know, record, you know, after you click there and go there, it'll give you a minute to record. You hit submit and It'll be awesome, right? We'll 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 take your response. I would and love play it. it. Yeah, I really would great. love it. Someone do it. That would that would really help, so we don't have to sit here and carry this whole goddamn podcast by ourselves, people. Oh, wait, <laughs> we signed up for this though, didn't we? <laughs> damn it! Yeah, <laughs> damn it. So it's so I'm the asshole. <laughs> so me, I'm the asshole now. <laughs> All right. All right. So what do you what do you what do you have to say to the kind ex party people? Deuces. I'll say stay active, stay sober, and see you.